The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is brought to you in part by the Pop Insider. The Pop Insider has all the latest in news, merch reviews, and other geeky goodness. Whether you're a wizard, a Sith Lord, or a superhero, fuel your fandom at thepopinsider.com. This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... This is urgent. We need a response team. We're already putting together the best match. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. <laughs> it's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're, we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am group. That I did know. These people may be isolated and unbalanced even, but I believe with the right push... Can be exactly what you need. Suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, gentlemen, online and ready. And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. You said issue. Aww. I said, you said issue. issue. I could go back and say episode. Well, then we'd have to correct you because we only have issues on this freaking show. That's right. Because we're freaking geniuses. <laughs> Sometime. Um, <laughs> we are the show. There, there is no middle ground with us. We either are freaking geniuses or we completely miss the obvious. Yeah, well, and that's true. I, I could also add the tag. We are the show that Marvel turned down an interview because they're afraid we would hit something on the mark. Badge <laughs> of honor. That saying, <laughs> if we keep up that saying, we will be the show that Marvel turns down interviews for just because we're total a-holes. Jack and Ninnies. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I thought it was cool we got shot down. It's like, yep, we'd be going down the wrong rabbit hole with that. (laughs) Um, But check out the homepage, MightyMarvelGeeks.net, which I got to get caught up. And uh, on the right-hand side is our affiliates, our web store, our partners like Biddy Boomer, where you too can get yourself a Marvel themed Biddy Boomer's Bluetooth speaker for 15% off with code WeBeGeeks, all one word. Uh, I love my Thor. I love my Thor. Mm-hmm. I love my Thor. Iron Man's with me at work for my laptop when I'm in areas where I need the extra boost for my laptop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spidey sitting on sitting with Thor and Cap, but Hulk looks awesome. The Venom stuff looks awesome. Yes. 
Um, also, too, check out Superhero Stuff and their Hero Boxes. They got a couple Marvel-themed Hero Boxes, which I've gotten them in the past. They're very cool. Uh, check out Heroes and Villains. They've gotten some great Marvel stuff. And I think they just added some Masters of the Universe stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, wasn't Masters of the Universe at one time a, uh, a Marvel title? Mm-hmm. Or under the Marvel umbrella? Maybe with Epic or Star? May have been, yeah. I don't well, remember. I cannot remember. Someone want to look that up while, we're, uh, while I'm still rambling? Um, and uh, trying to think who else is there. I think we, if you want to get into podcasting, check out our sponsor, CAD Audio. They have some new podcasting mics uh, available. Uh, we are due to get some ourselves shortly. Uh, so you will probably notice a little, little bit more quality difference with our voices. Maybe not. It's just, it's just how good we are already with our show. <laughs> It takes a lot of effort to get these fine air voices. <clears throat> anyway, uh, <laughs> while you've been rambling, I did look this up. And for 13 issues back in 1986, uh, there was a Masters of the Universe uh, comic run part published under Marvel's Star Comics. Uh, is wow. That universe within the Marvel multiverse, it is designated as earth Eight six zero five one, okay, which well, is better than Earth eight six seven five three zero nine. Poor Jenny. Which is uh, just Jenny's planet, I believe. So, Lieutenant Diane, you're gonna go be an astronaut. You're gonna go visit the planet, Jenny. <laughs> I'll pack your good legs. Don't <laughs> you gonna need them, even though you're gonna be up in zero G for a lot of it. <laughs> when you float weightless, you don't really need any of those you do legs. How, how in the world did Forrest end up in space? I still don't understand that. Well, you see, I was when I was running across the country back and forth, I went down into Florida and I, and I saw where they were shooting off these rockets that they're up they call it uh, Cape Cape Kennedy. Which he he was a nice man. I wish I'd have told him something more more smart sounded than I gotta pee, but <laughs> but never got the chance. So they told me, hey, Forrest, do you want to get on a rocket ship and go into space? And I said, well, I ain't never been there. (laughs) So they did, and that's all I got to say about that. It tells me I need to read the book again or get the audio book for it. Did he go to space in the book? Because I I heard that. I never read the book, but they said that they made uh, quite a few changes in the movie. So, did he actually go to space in the book? I think so. <laughs> there, there were there were quite a bit of things that they left out of the book or out of the movie that were in the book. Um, yeah. Yes, apparently, according to this this article uh, in the book, he actually goes into space with a male orangutan named Sue. Here's how Johnny Cash came up with the song, A Boy Named Sue. (laughs) 
Well, I tried to give Sue a, a banana ice cream cone, but she, he didn't want any. Said he hated bananas. <laughs> anyway. Um, now that we've totally derailed the entire issue. <sighs> help me. Help me. Colin, go squish that bug, please. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, last time I tried that, I got tased. Mm. Anyway, um, I'm just before we hit the Intel debrief, uh, let's start off with a couple stories from Pop Insider. Uh, One, Hasbro releases a Marvel Legends Baron Zemo figure that looks like the Zemo from the MCU. The long jacket, purple gloves, Mm -hmm. the removable mask. And one pair of swappable hands and at least one accessory. A sword? Um, it looks like a book. Oh. Oh, is that the... Uh... I believe it's the Winter Soldier book. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is. Ah, uh, okay. I think it is. It's the Winter, it's the, uh, the R- Winter Soldier Red Book. Yeah. This is cool. If they do this... And then give us a Bucky and Sam from the show. Of course, we did get last week, they announced John Walker. Uh That might be a fun little collection to grab. Yeah, it would. Uh, Especially those that want to, uh, you know, maybe tie a string around his waist and hang him up from from the ceiling and use him like a pinata. There (laughs) you go. (laughs) Um, But I'm just thinking, you know, if they're going to do the major characters like this, this would be kind of cool to to have. Okay, here's the Winter Soldier set because we really didn't get any Marvel Legend figures from Wandavision. Mm-mm. No, we didn't, and I would love to have at least seen a Lego set. I would love to see some Lego sets from Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, yes, I would love to see a uh, Madripoor set, Madripoor set, or the Lab. Yes, I wouldn't mind seeing a semi truck. With Walker, Battlestar, Sam, Bucky, Carly, and a few hand figures. Yeah. Or Flag Smasher figures. Yes. Just just saying. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, from the Marvel must-haves, uh, it's still Falcon and Winter Soldier themed with Sam and Bucky still having the spotlight. Um, but the mar- must-have, Sharon Carter and Baron Zemo Funko Pops. Mm. These look pretty good. Uh, there are some Shannon Carter posters. Um, Falcon and Winter Soldier Rock'em Socks. So some. Are we talking like the Rock'em Sock'em robots? No, it's a company called Rock'em Socks. And they are expanding their lineup of officially licensed socks inspired by Falcon and Winter Soldier with designs of Bucky, Sam, Zemo, and even John Walker. Okay, so these are actual socks. Okay, when yes. you said Rock'em Sock'em socks, that's that's where my mind went, the uh, Rock'em Sock robots, which I thought that would be a pretty cool idea to have one of them look like Falcon, the other one like Bucky. Yeah. Uh, the latest pair to the lineup is a pair of Shannon, uh, Sharon Carter with the phrase wanted on them. Uh, yeah. And then we just talked about the uh, Marvel Legends Baron Zemo figure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, again, yeah, and- last week it was, uh, um, whatchamacallit? John, John Walker. John, John Walker. John Walker. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will say this. You know, this is not something that you use, that you get very often with with tie-in action figures. 
the head sculpt on Zemo looks really good. Yeah, it really does. I, yeah. I mean, it it looks like the actor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now here here's the Funko Pops that I'm showing you guys. The Funko Pops are good. I, I like the Zemo Pop. Yeah, Zemo Pop's okay. Um, Sharon, it's kind of hard for me to make out what she's holding. Oh, yeah. it looks, it looks yeah. like like a taser. No, do you remember? Was it? Looks like that stunt. It looks like that stunt. Yeah, it was like that stun stick or whatever she had. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I think so. Yeah, broke. No, no. I'm I'm just trying to figure out where to go next. Uh, After we recorded last week as well, the Loki trailer came out. Yep. Okay, this is this is where I I make a uh, a shameful admission. I have not seen the Loki trailer yet. Uh. We're going to take a quick pause on our end, but for you guys, it's going to seem seamless. We'll be back in a moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hang on. I'm, I'm... Sir, the reactor has accepted the modified call. I will begin running diagnostics. <laughs> well, that was quick. <laughs> We're back, by the way, everyone. Yes. We yes. are back, but I can't find the drop I was going to use. Uh-oh. Out of that. Uh. I am a god, you dull creature. And I will not be bullied by that. Puny God. (laughs) Yeah. So we're back now. We are back. Well, we were back before, but... It's okay. Now we're really, we are really back. So we, did you miss us? We missed you. Um, so in the trailer, Loki, who we come to find out, is a variant. Considering what the original Loki died at the beginning of Infinity War. Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we see the when they went back to try and get the Tesseract. Loki still is that Tesseract. Mm-hmm. Causing the variants. Variants. Well, he lands in trouble with the Bureau of. That's the Time Variance Authority. Yes. Uh, Loki diminishes the existence of the TVA, stating the timekeepers have built quite the circus, and I see the clowns playing their parts to perfection. Mm-hmm. And I love it how they got Lightning McQueen to basically do his best Alex Trebek impression. Yeah. Yes. So we have Owen Wilson playing Mobius M. Mobius. Mm-hmm. So uh, Mobius tells Loki that when he picked up the Tesseract, he broke reality, and now the TVA needs his help fixing it. Why him? Well, they need the unique Loki perspective. Despite stabbing people in the back 50 times, he assures Mobius he can be trusted. <laughs> it's like it's like Dr. Jumba in Lilo and Stitch. He says, but that would be irresponsible and unethical. I would never, ever make more than one. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Uh, and I love how they have done the the time variance authority to essentially be the chronological men in black. Yes. Yes. I mean, I, I would like to have seen Rip Torn, you know, behind a desk somewhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would have been awesome. That would have been nice. You know, maybe maybe have a picture of him somewhere. Coming soon to Epcot, the TVA. <laughs> Pretty much. That would be cool. That would be, 
That would make for a good simulator ride. Welcome to Spaceship Earth, presented by the TVA. (laughs) 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 No, no, here's what they do. They don't make much of an overlay. They just insert Loki Tesseracts and Loki at certain <laughs> points along the ride. There you go. There you go. It, hey, it, it's hey. like it's like like he could be hiding behind one of the columns in the Greek scene in a toga. Hey, if they can do it with if they can do it with Jack Sparrow and Pirates, why not? Well, see here that'd be the difference between that this and Pirates. It, you're not making the ride all about him. Right. When when Rome is burning, you just kind of have him off in the distance with a lit torch and a, and a thing of marshmallows on a stick. Because <laughs> he totally would be doing that. He would totally be making s'mores yeah. as Rome burns. Yeah. And you know what? If we're going to do that, don't just limit it to Spaceship Earth. Put his butt in the former Maelstrom ride. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's where Frozen's at. Yes, and Adam. Adam. He's to, part frost giant. <laughs> he is a frost giant. Adam to Soren. That's true. Adam Soren to Asgard. Dude, I would actually like that. Soren over Asgard. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Oh. Soren over the nine realms. Yes, I would. I, I would. I would love that. I mean, now can you imagine Patrick Warburton in a Viking helmet doing the priest spiel? <laughs> I could. Please, uh, secure all hats, glasses, and of course, these little beauties. Points to a Viking has to take off his horn helmet, put it in the under under seat bag. Uh, announced today, along with a few other things, um, Avengers Campus opens June 4th, 2021. Yes. Speaking of Disney parks. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how this plays out. Well, I will say I got for you guys. I just got to figure out when to get it to you. Now would be good. Oh, I got shit. Oh, well. Okay, oh, fine. Okay. So it's... I Don't turn- tell us. No, I won't tell you. Okay. I was about to say, you know, spoiler alert. Hey, oh. Okay. Okay. Nice. So you're not telling us, you're just showing us. Got it. Yep. For those of you listening, neener, 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 you don't know what it is. Disney exclusive. Well, that narrows it down. Thank you. Anytime. Um, so time has come. Suit up. Grab whatever you need for that next mission and get ready because Avengers Campus is opening June 4th at Disneyland Resort inside Disney's California Adventure. Mm. Yay. I mean, we, we, we say that because we're east of the Mississippi and yeah. we yeah. don't get this. But, you know, eventually we will. I think eventually we will. Disney should just go ahead and drop. As I say this as a cast member, Disney should just drop the money and get the theme park rights back to Marvel. Mm-hmm. If they want to leave Marvel Island over at Universal Islands of Adventure, cool. Still let that part because that reflects the comic book realm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. MCU would be at Disney. You know what would be an awesome idea in the meantime? A Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster? Well, that'd work too. (laughs) I was mainly thinking like a VR. Basically, like a, you know how like Skyrim and Fallout are sandbox games. 
Yeah, yeah. Where you can go at any point, you know, any part of the the game itself in any order you want. Right. Make make a VR version of Avengers Campus. Oh yeah. So basically, if you can't get out there, and who knows when travel restrictions are going to go back to pre-COVID levels. Um, this would be a great opportunity, and I say this with with total plausibility in this that it could be done because on the Xbox there was the Connect Disneyland Adventures. Yep. Where you could go around to the park and basically just explore the place. Oh nice. You know, this sounds like once we are post pandemic, we may have to do a guys trip out to Disneyland for a weekend to go check this out. I'd be down for it. Yeah, that could be fun. We all split the cost I, of a of a room. Yeah, I mean, worst yeah. case scenario, I'll sleep on the couch. I don't care. We'll, we'll get one of those little, we'll do a travel cot kind of thing. All there three of us, all three of us snoring. We'll we'll tear the hotel down. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but we need a wreck, but, we need a wreck havoc yeah. in Avengers Academy or Avengers Campus. Yeah, that would that would be cool. That would be cool. I have that not would. been to Disneyland since. <sighs> Jeopardy says oh yes Jeopardy oh six I've never been to Disneyland I haven't either so I'm just gonna say be prepared for for a a smaller castle okay um most likely I'll have tickets taken care of so well there you go provided they're not doing reservations at the time well let's I, just, let, I, let's get to that whoop. point first yeah yeah let's 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 jump off that bridge when we come to it. So um, now whether it's slinging webs with Spider-Man or trying new foods, experiencing heroic encounters, and even even teaming up with Avengers and their allies, all recruits are invited to join in on the action. So, okay, we have the bowling shirts. We have the polos, which, Kyle, we still got to get your bowling shirt. Ah! I wonder if we need to come up with a baseball jersey style shirt that looks like the original Shield uniform, like our Lego uh, minifigs. I, you know what? I, I would totally rock one with the Mighty Marvel Geeks logo, either probably on the shoulders, mm-hmm. since the Shield logos on. Actually, no, we re- we replaced the Shield logo with the Mighty Marvel Geeks logo. There you go. And we make it look like the the tops, the, the top of the Shield <laughs> uniform, navy blue with the white stripe. <laughs> button down um then, then the numbers could be one two and three there you go because we are the intrepid trio yes we are um the uh also two new recruits arrive just in time as spider-man needs assistance uh here's some of the attractions tom holland reprises his role as peter parker um in web slingers a spider-man adventure uh, within this, uh, the mission team up with Spidey to help capture the out of control spider bots before they wreak havoc on the campus during an open house at web, Peter Parker and the inspiring inventors are asked guests to wear 3d glasses and test drive the latest invention, the web slinger vehicle, which allows them to sling webs just like Spider-Man and experience what it's like to have superpowers. That's pretty cool. Do you have to sing the song while you're doing it? Only in French. Okay. We aren't planning this trip for a while, are we? No, but you know, I do have I do have it if if you need it to practice um, with. I would play yeah, it. I would yet. I would play it afraid of uh copyright. Meh. I'll play it after show. Meh. 
Um, now, Web Slingers joins Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout, uh, which, of course, is the old Tower of Terror, where you help rescue a gang of misfits, a.k.a. the Guardians of the Galaxy, from the collectors, from the collector. Mm. Uh, also, too, uh, if you're looking to take a piece of the adventure home with you, Web Slingers sits next to Web Slingers sits Web Suppliers and Campus Supply Pod. Grab anything you might need, uh, whether it be official Avengers Campus gear, including performance fleece hoodies, tees, headwear, drinkware, and other superhero supplies, or even a friendly psychic, you know, one of those interactive Spidey bots. Ah, hmm. That could be cool. Um, also, two uh, tasty snacks and treats from across the galaxy and the world, like Pim, the Pim Test Kitchen. Go for new food offerings, yeah. Yeah. Um, such as particles, grow and shrink, just about any, everything and anything, uh, applying the science to food creation. This allows Pim Test Kitchen to showcase normal foods at unusual scales, including shareable bites, inventive size entrees, and tiny treats. As guests watch food scientists work in the kitchen lab, they will see transformation of a regular-sized pretzel after going through a quantum tunnel and coming out either big or small, but still for the same price of ten ninety-nine. Okay. <laughs> I made that part up. <laughs> so a regular pretzel goes in and it either comes out three times as big or three times as small. <laughs> Uh, some like that. I mean, I've I've seen I've seen some some videos about Pim about the Pim Kitchen. Um, I'm curious to see how all that works. Yeah. Now, something to drink right next door sits Pim Tasting Lab, where older heroes can order the likes of craft beer, ranging from blood orange Hefeweizen to an amber lager. In addition to Pingo Doce, the distinctly green beverage from Avenger Lore that will be available at Avengers Campus. <laughs> yeah, baby. You two could go to the bathroom and glow in the dark. Uh, speaking so of... It's, so it's like uh, Nuka Quantum. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of Avengers Lore, fans will remember that after the Battle of New York, the heroes discovered their new favorite food. Shawarma. Shawarma. That has you also have to be a shawarma kiosk at Avengers Campus. <laughs> That's also made its way to Avengers Campus in the form of not a kiosk, but shawarma palace, where heroes could go and enjoy their favorite shawarma inspired wraps at this food cart, which also happens to be decked out with memorabilia for Avengers fans. Yeah, I wonder if it's all wrecked. <laughs> If it's all wrecked like the the bodega was that they were eating in. Oh, that would be so cool if it was. <laughs> that would be so cool if it was. Oh, man. <laughs> so, yes, Eric was right. It is a food cart, but it's going to be decked out in Aveng with Avengers memorabilia. I, I, I would love a, for it. it yeah, it's, it's a gift shop that serves food. Yeah, shawarma. What they do? You guys actually had shawarma. Yes, love shawarma. I've never had. Uh, there, there's a restaurant here. It's like one of those. It's one of those places that name name sandwiches uh -huh. after people. And so there's one that's named after Kevin Bacon's character in Footloose, the Wren. I forget 
was last night. But it's a shawarma sandwich. I, I haven't tried it yet because uh, I'm, I'm kind of stuck on the Tommy Boy. It's a it's a meatball sub, so you know. <laughs> but my tastes are pretty basic. When the Avengers movie came out back in 2012, I I gathered up a a group of coworkers. And, and we went to a local place that has shawarma, and I, I thought it was really good. Remind me of a gyro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, the shawarma, shawarma is more or less the way the meat's prepped. It's the seasonings yeah. and whatnot. Because uh, when I was in Colorado in 2014, my brother took us to a uh, – was it a Pakistan? No. It's a Syrian restaurant that did shawarma. And I got the chicken shawarma with the hummus and pita. Mm-hmm. Oh, talking about combination. Scoop scoop some hummus onto the shawarma, onto a pita wrap. Heaven. Oh, okay. Now I'm hungry for shawarma. I need to find shawarma. <laughs> I need to find shawarma here. That's that's the thing. I need to find shawarma here. Um, no, I, you, you have to have shawarma in that area. I mean, as big as a tourist area that you're in, they have to have shawarma. Well, as, yeah. big, as big as the Moroccan population is here in the Orlando area. I mean, we have a pretty good-sized Moroccan population. There's got to be oh, good shawarma around here somewhere. Dude, you work in a place that has a Morocco pavilion. They don't have shawarma. What? Or they didn't. They didn't under... The old, that, old old management. Now that Disney's that, in charge, I don't know if they have it there or not. That to me is just almost downright criminal. I may have to ask. I may have to ask Ilham if she makes shawarma. And yes, I'm referring to the belly dancer from Moroccan, who's a good friend of mine. Well, you know what? I may have to ask the her. Worst she can do is say no. If she doesn't, I have to ask Bashir if he and Huda make it for their family, and if so, how much would it cost to get some? Yeah, if if they don't make it themselves, surely they know somebody who does. Yeah, yeah. Somebody, I know I've got friends from the band from Morocco who, or or even from the restaurant band, the restaurant musicians who could tell me where to go to get shawarma. Yeah. Um, now, if you want something a little sweeter, uh, the Tantalier Tivian not only has a liking for intergalactic misfits, but also churro spirals with unique flavors. Cosmic orbs with an outer shell revealing a decadent creamy feeling and more uh, as he lures guests to his fortress. Mm-hmm. There will also be hero encounters with the Avengers. And no, they won't be sitting at Shawarma Palace eating shawarma, <laughs> even though they should at least once a day. You, would, you know, there should be like a just for the f- dining experience <laughs> where you eat shawarma with the Avengers. Yes. Or, at least, or they at least sit at the table and you stand next to them for a photo op. As yeah. They're all seeming wore out and lackadaisical. <laughs> no, no. This is what you do. And you don't have to you, you don't have to do it. You just do like. Like those, the wax museums set up the scene yeah. where they're sitting there and there's one empty chair. It's a photo op. You sit there yeah, like you're one of them. Yes. It's kind of like the Star Trek experience that used to be in Vegas. Yeah. Where yeah, they yeah, yeah. had the Enterprise Bridge and you got to sit there in the captain's chair. Yeah. Well, Bob Chapek, if you're listening, make this happen. But how about this? Let's let's make this happen. Maybe you probably need to make that happen first. I know. I don't know why. Doug, why do I keep huh. losing things? <laughs> oh, man. It's because you want it. It is because I want it. 
you can never find what you're looking for. You're right. Mm-hmm. I do never find until it. you're not looking for it anymore. It's so very true. Has I mean, it has I, it been so long that long since we've played that I don't have it? Ah, here we go. It is time for the Intel debrief. Yay! Which that music <laughs> still still works, even though it is for our Marvel feud. But we're going back we're going back for our Intel debrief. For what? For the times are sharp, I guess. Well, it is episode three of the Falcon and Winter Soldier. It is. Um, Uh, So let's go through what we know. Uh, One government appointed operatives: John Walker, Lamar Hoskins, the GRC, and Joaquin Torres. Known friendlies: Sarah Wilson, Sharon Carter, Ayo, and the Dora Milaje. Known hostiles, Baron Zemo, Carly Montague, and the Flag Smashers, and Power Broker. Unknown persons of interest, Selby and Dr. Wilford Nagel. Our locations, Munich, Germany, Prison Berlin, Germany, Riga, Latvia, GRC Supply Depot in Vilnius, Lithuania, and Madripoor. Mm. So who would like just, to- just to point out it's Morgan Thau, not Montague. Morgan Thau, sorry. Yeah. But you know, she could come on the show and correct me on the name of her character. She could. She could. She could. Doors we'll open. Welcome it. So uh who wants to start us off? Which, oh by the way, there is a Madripoor website now. Of course there is. Ah. Can we just start with Madripoor? Start yeah, wherever you want to go. That that we got Madripoor. And not just Madripoor, we had a blink and you miss it cameo of the monkey fighting princess bar, which man, it, it's almost like you have to do a deep dive into the comic book lore to understand what this place is. Yes. My introduction to this place uh, and really to Madripoor in general came from um, – X-Men number 268 from 1990. And I love the fact that it, that Madripoor has a Captain America tie-in because it's almost like a Faulkner novel. So much of it happens in flashback form where Black Widow, Captain America, and Wolverine meet for the first time in World War II or yeah, World War II Madripoor, which I I think it's, it's great that this series, which is so intently focused around the Captain America storylines, bring in Madripoor because of that. Right. Right. And with the princess bar at the time that the three of them met each other, it was known as Seraphs and Seraph was this, a uh, little person, to, to I guess to use the the correct term nowadays, mm-hmm. uh, she she kind of reminded me of Silver Sable just a little bit. Yeah, because you're not going to talk down to her, and she will. You'll you, she'll she'll shut you up in a heartbeat, as Baron Strucker found out. I mean, she shut him down pretty pretty quickly. Yes, she did. And Seraphs was kind of like Rick's Cafe in Casablanca. It, it's kind of like, it, whatever you have planned, take it outside. You know, don't do anything here. Right. Right. 
it, and you know, it was, it's one of those places that I wasn't sure that you would ever get to see it because you, you got the feeling it was almost like a certainty that it wasn't going to ever show up in any of the X-Men movies right? or any that they did with Wolverine. You, I don't know why you just knew that that wasn't going to happen. Yeah. But. It was like it was one of those things that was on my list that I, I would love to see this because of how iconic a location it is. Yeah. Well, if you when I heard, huh? If you really want Good. to explore, it's exploremadripore.com. It's the website. Okay. Okay. It's you know when I heard when we heard that we were getting Madripoor, I, I tried not to get too excited because that could be interpreted a lot of ways. Yeah, but this what what they did with this. Oh wow! Like you got, yeah, it was it was well, pretty much everything I had hoped for, and then some. It reminded me, and, and Callan and I were talking about this before we started recording tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, it really it, it strikes me as the. The the Hong Kong or Tokyo or uh, any large city, you know, maybe even Dubai. Just this San this San Fran's San Fran Yokio. Yes, yeah, something like San yes. Francisco or something like that. Yes, pretty and much. Just just the the city that the stereotypically there is no in between. There is no middle class here. You are either the one percent top or the one percent bottom. Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, of the cyberpunk games. Yes, it, it kind of like that. Kind of like that very dichotomous mix. Like it, it is gritty and it's high tech and it's the kind of place that if you're there, you don't even want to have a wallet on you. Yeah, because somebody could just look at you and it's gone. You know? Yeah. Or the Gotham in Batman Beyond. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That that's a really good. Uh, yeah. That's that's a good example. But yeah, I think they did a very good job of portraying Madripoor, even if not looking comics accurate, at least feeling comics accurate. Mm-hmm. And the Princess Bar, just to, to to circle back to that for a second. You know, again, it was nothing more than a blink and you miss it cameo. But to those of us who know what that place is, I th- it was it, it was like the ultimate Easter egg kind of thing. It's like, yes, we know that place exists. Yeah. Will they ever visit it again? Will will somebody walk into that bar to see a little person running the place and a hairy Canadian with an eye patch, you know, over in the corner drinking heavily? Probably not. But we had this moment. And, you know, that it, it was an awesome moment. It was I, a tip of the hat. And I appreciate Marvel for doing that. And um, it, it, it was, it's interesting how um, – Okay, we we get Hit Monkey's emblem, and I don't know. I, I I gotta bring that up because I don't know if if that's just a thing. It's just there, or does that mean that Hit Monkey's lurking out there somewhere? You know, I almost would 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 uh, would throw this theory out there. I'm I'm kind of leery on throwing fan theories out there after being burned a few times by Wandavision, 
But I am a festo still coming. Maybe season two of WandaVision. I don't know. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I, you see what they did with the Flag Smasher. Mm-hmm. They basically turned you know one guy into an organization. Yep. What if they're going to do that with Hit Monkey? So you don't you don't have one hit monkey. You have a gang. Yeah. The hit monkey gang. I like it. I like it. And I, I, I that's something I could get behind. Yeah. And it's something that seems to be that sounds like it'd be like either one of the triads or the tongs. Like yeah. the, like hit monkey tongue or the hit monkey almost tri- like the hand. Yes. Yeah. Oh, the, maybe you know. they're a rival to the hand. Oh, or, Seeing as the hand is supposed to be operating out of Madripoor, right, or to have a strong presence in Madripoor, what if this is their the Madripoor's version of the hand in the MCU? Could be. Well, we also mentioned too that you said first time you saw this was in a X Men book. Yes. Um, what did Marvel Studios just recently get back? Yeah, uh, this well, could easily be setting up X Men as well. Well, I can I could totally see where they're sprinkling in little seeds here and there. I mean, you know, you dad it with with the uh, the 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 Fox Pietro. Yep. Yes. AKA Ralph. Um and now you see it here with Madripoor. You know, where are we going to ha- where are we going to see this the next seed planted? But I think that that's a good tactic, a good strategy. You start planting these seeds all over the place. Those who recognize them, it gets the hype up. Those mm-hmm. who don't recognize them, well, when you come out and you you know debut the X Men, well, there all these elements are now familiar to you, right? Right. And, and you know, and it's going to be fun because now they gave you just enough. And they can go off wherever. Right. Uh-huh. Now, we we see in this, they go to uh, Buccaneer Bay in Madripoor, mm-hmm. where they find um, the doctor. And we come find out that with the support of the power broker, Nagel created 20 vials of the super soldier serum before Carly stole them. Uh, Carly had reached out to him for help to find a cure for... Donya Mandini's Mama Donya, Mama Donya uh, her tuberculosis, uh, but he wasn't concerned nor felt any desire to help. So before they could learn anything else from him, the secret lab was blown up by bounty hunters, and then Zemo well, killed Nagel. <laughs> well, let's let's also back up a little bit because you don't know why these bounty hunters, these headhunters are looking for Sam and Bucky and Zemo. Right. Uh, actually, which, we kind of do because they have a bounty on their head. Yes, Especially we do. in Madripoor. Right. But why is there a bounty on their head? Because their contact was shot right in front of them. And did y'all see who did it? Because I don't remember see- seeing the assassin who killed the contact no, I, I don't see that person Wait. ever identified. Are we talking the doctor, Nagel? No, we're talking Selby. No, uh, I don't think we do see. I don't think I don't remember seeing it. Only I've only seen it once, and that was just a little while ago. Hmm. But I do remember somebody saying immediately afterward, they're going to pin this on us. Right. So, well, you know, here's one. Here's just a, it's a crazy, crazy thought. Who are known snipers in the Marvel Universe? 
Bullseye. Bullseye. But Bucky was with them. Yeah, right. Bucky was Bucky did not kill him. No. Bullseye's a possibility. Uh I think we will find out eventually. Maybe it was like a, a power broker agent who wanted to keep the secret safe. Could be. Um because she had just gotten out of her mouth, you know, you're not gonna find the doctor without me. True. No, here <laughs> I'm just throwing this out here because she was obviously salty about the way everything went down and managed to make a life for herself in Madripoor. Do we know that Sharon hasn't completely gone off the rails? Do we know that Sharon, maybe Sharon had something to do with the hit or maybe Sharon is power broker? Sharon Ooh, Sharon is power, power broker. Hmm. Now, Sharon, of course, is kind of on the run. Yeah. She, she is uh, technically a bad guy. Well, okay, not so technically anymore. And she was in the bar uh, when they came up asking to talk to Selby. Mm-hmm. Because if you remember, there was this female who basically pulled the hood over her head the moment they walked in. Hmm. You know, oh, man, it just got out of my mouth that I'm trying to avoid fan theories. See, that's I, I, that's the thing. Like, I was talking to somebody and they brought that up because what do we really know about her now? Old spies, uh, former spies have resources. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I I won't dis I won't dismiss that. I would not dismiss that. Although I am, we it, haven't heard a voice of power broker either. Not that that means anything, but you know. Well, the, the power broker, from what I understand, from what I remember of pronoun usage, he is assumed to be male. Right. Yeah. So it could be that she's working with. That's possible. Possible. Mm-hmm. I know there are more things coming. Yeah. Um, possibly with Madripoor because the website, uh, you get told you're on the guest list for the art auction, but there's mm-hmm. no place to sign up. But you also get um, there are access codes or an invite code to either the La Premiere or to book a cruise or a charter around Buccaneer Bay. Hmm. Oh, that would be interesting. I just we'll have to find out how we get access to all that. Uh- on the subject of the art auction, did did y'all laugh as much as I did at Sam just going through and Googling all the paintings that are there? Yes. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. Because I would so totally do that as well. I love it, especially at Bucky said, oh, the, everything in Louvre is a fake. Yeah, you know, like, oh, well, I'm a, oh, it is a fake. <laughs> and, and all that continues to add to the mystery of is there actual real stuff in the Louvre? Well, and you know, that, that, and you're right because that's a staple in a lot of movies that all oh, the, 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 the Mona Lisa, that's not the real one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it, it raises a good question. In what is essentially a throwaway line. Right. Which we know better than to just let a throwaway line go because yeah. there's gold in them in our minds, I guess. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> a throwaway line is exactly that. It is a throwaway line. But we should know by now they like to drop little mini truth bombs. Mm-hmm. Yep. That is correct. 
and we uh, we see a little bit more of a villainous side to to uh, Carly mm-hmm. when she blows up the 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 supply depot and doesn't seem to care that she, there were people inside. Like I wonder if that's just her as a side effect of the the super soldier serum. Well, I think it's just because it, when you get right down to it, they are villains. The flag right. are villains, even as even with all the goodwill they are generating amongst the people that they distribute their stolen stuff to. Right. And they're they're having a very Robin Hood effect. And even even Lamar Hoskins sees that. Because mm-hmm. when they raid the safe house, and and I don't know about y'all, but I was totally expecting Walker to beat the guy to a bloody pulp. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that says, yeah, do you know who I am? I know, and I don't care. That I, I was fully expecting it. I was too, and now I was uh, I was glad that he was restrained. But that's not going to last long. No, it's not. It, no. Some, the next person that does it, that says that, is is going to get beat to death. I mean, this is the second time that he's thrown, that, thrown it out that whole, do you know who I am line, you know, since becoming Captain America. Well, it, it, it's, it's like we said last week. Steve always felt that being Captain America was a calling. It was a duty. Mm-hmm. Whereas Walker feels it's some sort of reward or entitlement. True. And he uh, – I, I think that he certainly feels like it, he's earned it, mm-hmm. and he's going to use it for all that it's worth. Um, and, and it's weird because I don't doubt that he – respects Steve Rogers, but he probably, I guarantee you that if you were to talk to him, I think the smart money would be on him saying something along the lines of, well, Steve was great and all, but, you know, he never used Captain America to his fullest potential. Yeah, it may be too old-fashioned, maybe too um, soft. Mm-hmm. And Hoskins, once again, in I think last week's episode said, you know, there are some problems you can't punch your way out of. Sure. So he's a guy who kind of thinks with his fists at times. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm thinking that and the do you know who I am moment from from this week. That's that's telling me we're going to see him completely lose it and beat somebody to death before the series is over. Yeah, that that would be the beginning of the end for him. You yeah. know, unfortunately or fortunately, you know, we we don't have Steve Rogers around to to be that line in the sand, and that may be the thing that that gives uh, Sam the kick in the butt that he needs. Needs the push to mm-hmm. to quote Nick Fury. Yeah, he does. And, and maybe it is because we had more of that. Why did you give that up? Discussion. And I think he's starting to realize. You know what? It was a mistake. You know, I thought it was the right thing, mm-hmm. but this it, it was a mistake to to give the sword away. I mean, the shield away. Yeah. And I don't think it's accidental that Sarah calls during during this episode. Of course, it like blows the cover, right? Causes all heck to break loose. But I think at some point Sam is going to say, "You know what? 
I thought it was the right thing to try to hold on to this boat, mm-hmm. but I think the better thing is to let it go. Right. So you're, I'm seeing with Sam, it's things he thought were the right thing to do may not be the right thing to do. Is that making mm-hmm. sense? Yeah. Yes. You know, I hold, you know, give up the, the shield. Well, maybe not. You know, try to save the boat. Maybe not. It, it, so on and so forth. Because we focus so much on Bucky and his trying to atone for the sins of his past mm-hmm. that that we sometimes tend to overlook the fact that Sam's got a story arc in this, too. That's true. That's true. And, and I think that for Sam, I think that because in our and not and it's not discounting Sam, but I think that when we think about Bucky, we think about the difficulty of his struggle coming back from who he was and being manipulated and all that. But at the same time, and you're right, Eric. I mean, Sam Sam has an arc in this too. I mean, it's called the Falcon and the Winter Soldier for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, Steve gave Sam that shield for a reason. I think that um, I think we're going to see, I, I see why at least I have in my at least in my mind, I have my understanding of why Sam did what he did for with shield. But that yeah. being said, I think it's going to we, we need to see Sam process this out and it really should go beyond I'm not as good as Steve you know but I think we need we 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 need to see him process this out and to get to where he understands why why the shield was given to him you know I mean now he's starting to realize that he made a mistake but he also needs to see and understand why did Steve trust him to be worthy of it yeah so, right. well this this because he doesn't feel like it's a reward either. Mm-mm, no, you know he felt like okay, like you know he's he's not worthy. At least that's how I see him. I, that's how I see him viewing that. Yeah, I mean, and to a certain degree, I get it. You know, if but this isn't about com- uh, comparing yourself to the person who came before. Uh huh. You no, know? but as the audience, we have that already. Yeah. But we need to see him get there, you know? Yeah. Right. And maybe, you know, seeing what happens when, you know, you do the right thing is some, what you think is the right thing. And you realize that in doing so, you've caused something that's not good. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, he, I, I think that he will, before the series is over with, you know, come to the realization that's like, I cannot trust anybody to do this but me. Right. And so I think it is going to come to blows between him and Walker and that along the way, the government, quote unquote, the government, whoever's over Captain America, realizes that Walker is a poor choice. Now, what do you think? Do you huh? think that we're going to get uh, that Walker is going to get uh, beefed up, courtesy of the of uh, of the power broker, before we get this final battle? Well, you know what I think. What in my brain, this how I see this playing out. 
Walker and Sam are going to fight and Sam's going to beat him. Mm -hmm. And the government is going to say, you know what? You are truly, you are the chosen one. You are the true Captain America. You are the one worthy. And Walker is going to view himself as a failure. So he's going to get the, the, the super soldier serum as a result of this. Mm-hmm. That'll probably be like the last thing that we see. Basically, is the needle going into his arm, and that's going to be a heck of an ending. That's going to be a heck of an ending. But it's also going to send set up his return as the U.S. agent, probably. Which which you'll see, it won't be. It'll be like a variation of the co- of the outfit he's got on now, but it will be the black and red, right? Mm-hmm. And then we'll have to see, does he appear in Captain Marvel 2 or does he appear in something else down the road? I think he'll appear in something else down the road just because, you know, he does keep coming back and he's not a bad guy. I mean, there's a dark side to him, but I think in his heart, he is trying to be a good guy. Right. Yeah. I mean... There's potential for him. Yeah, that's a difficult thing for him, though, because you want to not like him. Right. You know, but you also know that he's as arrogant as he is. He does ultimately want to do the right thing, or at least what he to be the right thing. But then he wants to punish those who don't. And that's where the problem comes in. Right. Well, I hate to say it, guys. I got to ask y'all for final thoughts. Oh, man. We are at that point. Uh, All right. I'll say uh, you got Magipore, Gormelage, and I I, I have no idea what's going to happen next. I'm just excited to see where where things are going to go from here. So, Eric? I want to see more of Zemo's capabilities as shown in the comics. He's already a great he is a a, a very good bad guy in in a Admiral Thrawn sort of way. He is not he's not going to beat you with strength although he's strong. He's not going to beat you with powers because he doesn't have any. He's not going to beat you with over-the-top comic book villain gadgets, but he will outthink you. The way that he, that you see him on screen, and Brawl does a wonderful job portraying this, mm-hmm. he's playing a chess game with everybody that he is in the room with, and he is five or six moves ahead of everybody. He might could out-Loki Loki. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to leave you with this final thought. Sebastian Stan has come out and said that he's had people come up to him to try and activate him as the Winter Soldier. (laughs) And on that note, Thursday, if you would, please. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? Just time to go dark. Preparing to power down and begin diagnostics.